Welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe that we all have a bright spark inside when you find yours and light it up. Not only do you light up inside and that feels amazing, but you light up the world around you and allow others to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give, not just to yourself, but to the people around you too. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little bit of inspiration, a lot of insight and to bring a little positivity into your day. So welcome to this episode for young people and of course the young at heart. Great to have you here. Uh, Last week we talked about discipline and consequences for our actions, especially when we break the rules. Thank you for all the comments and questions that you sent in following that episode. I always love to hear from you. It's so brilliant when I get to answer those burning questions. This week I want to ask the question, are you ever a bit scared? And that's relevant to the subject last week of discipline or consequence for poor behaviour or lack of self-discipline in following through the commitment because being a little bit scared of consequences is an emotion that guides us to do the right thing or to do better and therefore to become better as a person. It's not exactly what I want to talk about being a bit scared though today even though it does follow on quite nicely. The reason it's on my mind is because this week I experienced a little bit of being a bit scared. (laughs) It was such a great learning experience and I thought, yeah, I need to share this with you because, okay, I admit it, human too. So I am blessed to have the opportunity to be a STEM ambassador what the heck's a STEM ambassador? That's science, technology, engineering and maths, in case you were wondering. You may or may not know that my original profession is as a pharmacist, i.e. a scientist. And so I love that I can be in this world helping to promote this much needed area of career choice. I love that no matter who you are, whether you think of yourself as being someone great in the area of science, technology, engineering and or maths or not, you can still have a career in those kind of industries because, well, all of your skills are really valuable in the supporting roles that require other gifts and talents and attributes. You might be great at promoting, presenting, selling or maybe managing people, motivating the team, or going out and meeting people, being the messenger, the voice, organising, planning, keeping things on time, getting things going that allow those people who are great at science, technology, engineering and maths to bring their valuable expertise into the world. So we all need each other's gifts to work as a great team and we should be doing what keeps us in flow and engaged and feeling valued as our part in that team. So as a STEM ambassador, I love to get involved in all sorts of projects with schools and STEM organisations to promote STEM careers. And I love that I got to be involved in a project which was with high school young people getting to create robots and then compete with them across the UK and Ireland. And as they competed win the opportunity to have a place in the international finals in the United States. Now, I was talking about robots and what I did to my hairdresser on Saturday. She said, wait a minute, TJ, let me just stop you right there. 
did you say robots? I was like, yes, I did. She said, no, seriously, robots, TJ. I know that you have many gifts and talents, but I really don't see robots and robotics being your thing. <laughs> You're quite right, right? had me pegged. <laughs> I have to say, I do have a science background, but robots, robotics, programming, and all that side of technology, although it's amazing to me, it is so definitely not my forte. Totally not my skill set. Actually, way out of my area of expertise. Why did I get involved? I got involved locally last year to mentor one of the local schools. And my role in that was to bring my people skills, coaching skills, encouraging, inspiring, supporting, motivating, cheering on this most wonderful group of young high school students in their quest to build a robot and compete. It was just the most brilliant experience. I absolutely loved it. I went there every week, find out what they were doing, make sure that they all knew who they were in terms of their ignition traveller profiles, what types of young people they were so we could match them to the best roles for them. So, of course, we had the people, the young people who were the designers, the builders of the robot, the programmers of the robot. That's one great skill set that was needed. But we also had young ladies who were very creative that got to make the mascot. They got to make the flyers. They got to make the posters. They got to make the T-shirts. Other young people, they were really great at planning and making sure that they the group were keeping on track, ticking the boxes each week to make sure that they'd gone through everything that they needed to. Other young people were great at social media, so they got to run the Twitter and the Instagram accounts and uh, shout about it to the world. We had young people who were raising some money and raising their profile. All such valuable roles and none of them needing any technical expertise. I loved that. Not only did I get to go and support them every week as they pulled the project together, but, you know, I was invited to go with them to the regional finals. And so I booked a day out of my schedule to do that. And it was at Manchester Concord Hangar. So what an amazing, inspiring place to be under the wings of Concord. Well, as I was going there anyway, the uh, organisers of the event had emailed out to say they were short of volunteers. Would anybody like to volunteer? I thought, well, I'm going there anyway. Might as well make myself useful. So I put my hand up to help out on the day and the invitation came through. I replied with an enthusiastic yes, put it in my diary and later got an email with my volunteer roles attached And last year, I was a judge, which was brilliant because it used all of my people skills. I didn't need to have any technical knowledge. (laughs) So great experience. So much so that this year, even though I wasn't mentoring a school this time, I did still put my hand up to volunteer at the regional events. And so again, the invitation came through. I replied with yet another enthusiastic yes, put the dates in my diary. Later on, got an email with my volunteer roles attached. I had a quick glance at it, sent them a reply to say, yes, I accept, filed it for later. As the event was getting closer, I thought, better have a look at that email, better look it out and do the training for the roles, read the handbook, find out what the game is this year, because it's a different game every year, get my head all around it. So I get out the email, and then it was then that I realised... Oh my gosh, 
realised way too late <laughs> that the roles that I've been allocated were way out of my sphere of expertise or knowledge. I looked at them, had a little word with myself, like, TJ, really? What on earth were you thinking about when you accepted these roles? Did you even comprehend what they were? Like, what the heck? Too late, two days before the event, to email the organisers and say, oops, sorry, didn't realise what you roles you'd given me, kind of change. It's like two days before the event, they were already on the road. <laughs> I realised, I said yes to two really technical roles. Role one, lead robot inspector. And <laughs> two, head referee. What the heck? Seriously, I actually did have a bit of a sick moment. <laughs> So I printed out all the recommended reading for the roles and then just had that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I don't know whether it's overwhelm or just so completely out of my comfort zone. So took a deep breath, did my best to read the technical specs for the parts and components for the robots. No, seriously, it was pages and pages and pages of detail. What they could use, what they couldn't use, it meant nothing to me. In fact, the more I read, the more I felt that I didn't know. It was really not good. And it was really not building my confidence. <laughs> Lead robot inspector. Not only meant that I was inspecting the robots, like as if that wasn't bad enough, but I was leading the team of robot inspectors. And so part of my job was, if any of the robot inspectors had technical questions, <laughs> I was the go-to person. Oh my gosh, seriously, it was not boding well. My other role, head referee, meant that I had to print out an 81-page uh, manual, know all the rules of the competition, especially the rules of the game of the challenge that the robots were going to be competing in, needed to know each of the three different phases of play, all the different scoring options and penalties, when to give warnings and red and yellow cards, answer questions from the referee team and answer questions about the play and scoring from the teams who were participating. <laughs> Both roles on the same day. New game, very nerve-wracking, not enough time to really understand it properly. I was a little bit scared. So I turn up in Liverpool bright and early, ready to be debriefed before I had to debrief my team because they said, don't worry about it, TJ. You'll be absolutely fine. We're going to have a debrief be before we go into the proper meeting for all the volunteers. You'll be all good. Yeah, that team meeting before we debriefed our volunteers never took place. They ran out of time. Something happened and we just had to get on with it. I have to admit at that point when I heard I wasn't going to get that debrief, actually was like not just a little bit scared now I was actually really scared why oh my gosh I was so out of my depth it was just seriously not true I'd volunteered to help and support and now all I could see was how I was going to let everybody down because I couldn't see like how am I going to do these technical roles and I was there I was committed I'm just going to have to do whatever it took to make sure I did my part to the best I possibly could. I was, I was there too late. My only other option, <laughs> step down and run away. <laughs> 
yeah, no, I couldn't do that. So I took a deep breath, a huge leap of faith, and just got on with it. So me and my robot inspectors got to our stations, waiting for the first robots. Now, the group of young people from the schools across the Northwestern Ireland had to go to the judging panels first. Now, that's a bit scary, right? Turning up, not really knowing what to expect, going enough to do presentations in front of judges you don't know and talk about the whole project as well as your robot. Pretty nerve-wracking. So they came from the judges to the robot inspection stations looking a little bit shell-shocked. I'm still really nervous. Nervous, shell-shocked, a little bit scared. I absolutely knew how they felt in that regard. So I decided that our job as robot inspectors, first and foremost, needed to be to put those young people at their ease, like just reassure them, calm them down, be friendly and helpful. That was our main focus. And then the robot inspection. As it turned out, who would have known? Inspecting the robots was really fun and easy. My inspection went something like this. Hey guys, welcome to the robot inspection. Let's have a little look then, put it, pop it on the table. Wow, great robot. So did you make or buy any additional parts or did you just use the standard kit? Standard kit, that's fantastic. Thought to self, phew, now I don't have to worry about the possibility of illegal parts. Any flamethrowers, knife flingers, projectiles of any sort? No, that's fabulous. No sharp bits, no dangly wires, nothing going to drop off or get you tangled up mid-play. No, all looking good. Excellent. Right, let's go get the robot weighed and measured. Hmm, it's a little bit over spec, but we'll let you through this time. But if you get to the finals, make sure that you take that like quarter of an inch back off again so it fits perfectly. Okay, great. Off you go then, guys. Have a great day. Go to field inspection. <laughs> Didn't actually need to be so detailed. What a relief. Got to use my people skills after all. Hurrah. It was so much fun. I actually was so, so grateful for the experience. So when all the judging presentations and inspections had been completed and the robots and the teams had all got their thumbs up passes, opening ceremonies commenced and it was let the games begin. And been another bit of a nervous moment because now I was head referee. My referee team were relying on me to know the scoring system, the penalty system inside out, to know that they could come to me for any deciding point scoring decisions, clarifications. And of course, the schools were relying on me to make sure that everything was scored properly and was fair. If they needed to challenge anything, that I would have the answers. So a bit nervous again. Once again, Providence was on my side. Phenomenal HQ support team stayed with us for the first couple of games made sure we settled in we were all good and then we were off running by ourselves being in the thick of the excitement of the robot competitions cheering on the teams willing the robots to get the points and achieve quite difficult maneuvers or detangle themselves if they did get a little bit tangled off just being in the midst of it all was just thrilling I really got good at noticing like everything that was going on all at once on the pitch with four robots at a time nailed the scoring process and rules answered questions confidently oh my gosh so brilliant loved every second it was exhilarating I just felt really proud of myself in fact so much so I was so glad 
that I didn't, talk myself out of it and just run away (laughs) because it could have been an option. And I absolutely got the lesson about preparing earlier and taking more note of what roles I've been allocated. But actually, I was glad that I made the error because I think if I'd noticed, really comprehended the roles that they'd given me when they sent me that email way back in December, then I probably would have emailed them and said, no, 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 actually, this is too technical for me. It's not my thing. And I would have missed out on such a brilliant experience and so much fun interacting with the kids and the teams. I loved it so much, actually, I did it again three days later in Cosford. (laughs) And I signed up to volunteer for the UK finals, two days worth of uh, judging and refereeing and whatever, who knows what role I might get there in about six weeks' time. I'm really hoping it's going to be lead robot inspector and head referee. But what did I learn? What do I really want to share with you about my experience with robots? Lesson number one, being scared is okay. Being scared doesn't mean you need to talk yourself out. Talk yourself in so you don't miss out. Are such great experiences and they mean even more because you were scared and you did it anyway. Lesson number two, even though you are scared, if you've committed to doing something, you should follow through because other people may well be relying on you, showing up and doing your part not letting other people down is so important because it not only causes them to be disappointed in you and that feels bad all round, but it might mean that an event can't go on or go on smoothly if you're not playing your part. You're a necessary cog in the wheel. Lesson three, prepare in advance. (laughs) I'm so much a last minute wing it kind of girl. That was so typical of me to look at the roles two days before the game. So a little bit more preparation would have actually made it less scarily. And finally, number four, being scared is a good thing because it's an opportunity to learn and grow and stretch and build trust in your own abilities. Have that thrill of achieving. What an amazing reward. Like me, you'll probably want to go on and do it again when you realise that you're scared turned into totally awesome and amazing. And I think of some of the times when I have skydived, I got to skydive last year, and so many of the people there had never done it before and were scared, and I'm like reassuring, it's going to be amazing. And they're like, oh, I'm not quite sure I can do it. And then you see them the other side, and like, oh my God, TJ, that was so amazing. It's the best thing I've ever done. And it's like an adrenaline rush, and I just want to go back and do it again now. <laughs> If there's something coming up for you that you're feeling a bit scared about, I challenge you to go for it. Do it anyway and feel that thrill and reward that you absolutely will get. The proud moment of like, yes, I did it. And I think of so many young people that have been on our residential courses over the years that really pushed themselves and got that excitement and thrill too. They climbed poles, 50-foot telegraph poles and jumped off onto trapezes walked on broken glass, walked on hot coals, stood up and presented to others when they were scared of speaking in in public. What massive achievements. So I'd love to hear about those things coming up for you or things that you've achieved in the past that you were scared of and did anyway. Do come tell us about them. You can do that on the website, www. No, how many W's? (laughs) Start that one again. www.backontrackteens.com find the blog page, comment there, or 
Email me directly at tj, that's T-W-E-J-A-Y, at backontractteens.com and share those experiences with me. You have been listening to me, TJ Dow, on this, the Sport to Your Success podcast. Until next week, step out of your comfort zone and grow a little and be inspired a lot. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.